0: Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers.
1: pleasant good Saturday afternoon to you. And a top of the Saturday afternoon to you, top too. Top of Eric. the Saturday to you. Uh, Harry Alexander here in uh, Bunker de France, as you can see on the screen, but he's on uh, facing me, he's on the other side of the glass. So. Howdy, howdy, howdy. I do this so people know that that's really a glass. There, there really is a glass here, and he cannot hurt me, and I cannot hurt him. In theory, at least. <laughs> so, today's program, we're going to do some... Uh, Special. Yes. We're going to do some stuff here. It's Movie Saturday, and we're going to do, um, who are we going to do? We're going to do <laughs> Mor- Morgan, <laughs> Morgan Woodward. That's who we're going to do. Oh, yeah. Thomas Morgan here. Yeah, Morgan Freeman. It's Mor- Morgan Fairchild, yeah. <laughs> Morgan Fairchild. yeah. <laughs> no, we're going to do Morgan Freeman. Hey, uh, Morgan Western. Woodward. Morgan Woodward. We're- Harry. Yeah, I got my Morgans all. Yeah, you're- Morgan Horse. You want to talk about Morgan Horses? I used to drive a 1948 Morgan. You ever have really? one of those? Yeah, no, I never did. Oh. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that out there. Oh, that's good. Anyway, this is Amil Franzi's Voices of the West. It's a Saturday afternoon, the 30th of March. That means the last Saturday, and that's uh, Movie Saturday. Yes, it is. And so, again, Morgan Woodward. Sometimes
2: it's TV TV's yeah. Western Saturday. Yeah,
1: or but, you know,
2: it's... Silent Western Saturday.
1: Silent. Oh, speaking of silence, I've got... Yeah. Uh, I found some uh Tom Mick's silent movies. Good for you. And I've got one of them up on our YouTube channel. Hurricane uh, Express. No, it is Sagebrush Tom. Oh. And uh this is from nineteen fifteen. It's about a twelve minute uh video. Yeah. And uh it's one of his first silence. You know, I saw one of his silents that it had, had one of the really
2: I think the neatest stunts of all time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's uh he's the bad guys have sold in the stagecoach, and he's chasing and he he figures, well, you know, this isn't working too well. So somehow or other, he gets ahead of them, and the road comes down through a bunch of trees. Mm-hmm. Well, he gets down there. He ropes a big old rotten branch on this one tree, and just as the stagecoach is coming through, he backs old Tony up, takes the slack out, and it pulls that branch down, and... This is the thing now, folks, and those old silent movies—they didn't mm-hmm. have special effects like Mm-mm. we have today.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Pulls that big, huge branch right between the wheeler and the coach. Ooh! And I mean, it, it brings them to a screeching halt because this thing is—it's like oh, about half the size of a regular car. Mm-hmm. And I just every time I think of that thing, it just totally impresses me. One with his roping skill, because there's no cut in it. Yeah. And the timing, because if he pulls it too. Too early, it's going to fall on the horse. If he jerks it down too late, it's going to fall on the drivers or the coach. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just, those guys did amazing things.
1: Yeah, that they did. Uh, no question about that. Um,
2: you want to tell them how to get a hold of us and what all the good packages we got for well, people
3: that are...
1: certainly. If uh, you'd like to participate in this conversation with us about uh, Morgan Woodward... Here's how you do it. Just telephone. It's right there on the YouTube screen. 844-908-WEST. 844-908-9378. That'll put you directly with us here. And uh, you can make your comments about Morgan Woodward, whom I think is one of the... Best character actors. He's one of your favorites. He, he is one of my favorite character actors uh, for westerns as well as other things. He's he is, appeared he in a number of other things, and uh, he. What yeah. about emails? Oh, email. You can email us at voicesofthewest@gmail.com. At uh, yeah, yeah. Voicesofthewest@gmail.com. Boy, so many addresses here. The mind just goes. And what about what about
2: if they wanted to say an hour after the show? wanted to listen to something
1: interesting. What would they listen to? Well, oh, us. <laughs> uh, it's old-time radio westerns here on Voices of the West, uh, the VOW radio channel. And uh, coming up is uh, The Adventures of the Cisco Kid Gene. and Boncho. And then Tales of the Texas Rangers with Joel McRae. It, good stuff, good stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's what's coming up there. Yeah. Uh, next week's program, I have no clue what we're doing next week. Uh, it'll be some.
2: Uh-huh. It'll it'll be mesmerizing.
1: I think so. You know what? I just happen to think. You know, if our
2: show was on PBS, mm-hmm. we'd be we'd be doing the show on Morgan woodworker. <laughs> With Bob
1: the Builder, right? How <laughs> out to out build a Morgan horse? Uh, okay. uh, what? Okay. Describe a Morgan horse for the uninitiated. Well. They're a smaller horse,
2: very sturdy. Very, they were uh, bred up in the back in the east for the small farms and stuff like that. A good Morgan horse would pull a plow. You ride them to town. You could hook the family up on the on the, on the buggy or the coach or whatever you had. Mm-hmm. They, you could drive them, and their endurance was amazing.
1: It's so a multi quite, multitasker, is it? Oh yeah, and a lot of
2: the early ranchers. Uh, when they started upgrading the uh, Mustang stock that they were running, uh, Morgans was one of the early breeds that they were crossbreeding. With. Hmm. And just amazing horse. Hmm. Be- beautiful too, beautiful horse. Good head.
1: Right. Poor feet and tail. Pretty much yeah. things that you need uh, for a. For a horse such as that, yeah. I mean, I mean, and horse sense, yeah, a lot of horse sense. Yeah, but why the long face? <laughs> always the long face. <laughs> All right, enough of this silliness. Let's uh, get. I'm in being the... serious. I'm dead serious. Oh yeah, you're I'm always dead. serious. Um, yeah. Let's well, on. On. <laughs> let's
2: let's do let's do a couple of little announcements here. Oh yeah, please do. Well, one of them I've been doing this the last couple of weeks, and this is the deadline is coming up mm-hmm. next Saturday out at Old Tucson. They're going to have a screening of Rio Bravo. And the general admission, believe this or not, to get into Old Tucson for that screening is five dollars. What? I mean, it's not—it's not like you're know, hawking your oldest child so that you can afford it. It's a ganga. It is, and uh, apparently, loft members and wagon wheel pass holders, whatever that is, I think that's it's only four dollars. I think that's something off. to do with
1: yeah. uh, uh, out at Old Tucson one of their special yeah. things there. Yeah. I think and I
2: don't they, know. know. You know, they're and they've been—they've been trying to. to give people a little bit more than just the old old stuff that they always do doing a little extra events and stuff but the gates open at 5 30 the movie starts at 7 uh, they do recommend uh, bringing their own lawn chair there is a bleacher seating mm-hmm. but I think that the lawn chair is for more comfort for those that And yeah, I don't know maybe you could bring a picnic basket and uh, Blanket. I don't know about Who that. Knows? But you know, they're, they're out located at 201 South Kinney Road. That's on the other side of the Tucson Mountains, mm-hmm. out in the Avra Valley, the beautiful flat Avra Valley, home to many a Western, including
1: the High Chaparral.
2: Including the High Chaparral. The other one I want to uh, kind of remind everybody. Fellow that we're associated with, Doc Montgomery, Mm -hmm. Uh, he's uh, helped put together an event called the Great Gunslinger Roundup. Yes, and that's from the 13th to the 14th of April, at 3901 West uh, Pioneer Road. You take I-17, and you you oh yeah, you take the I-17 exit at uh, uh, West Palomino. It runs from nine to five each day. And it's at the Pioneer Living History Museum, and you know more about it than I do. I've looked it up. Why don't you fill us well, in on some uh, of this stuff? Wh-
1: what I know about it is what uh, Buck sent me, and uh, it's up on our uh, Voices of the West dot net website in the news section. Look it up. So yeah, that that'd be the best. Just instead of me giving inaccurate information, because there'll be all kinds be of celebrities.
2: Yeah. Our amigo Neil Summers will be up yep. there. Don Collier's will yep. be there. And, Bunches of people. Mm -hmm. I might even try to sneak up on Sunday. I don't know. Mm It's a long drive. (laughs) And And one other thing, and And then we'll get into Morgan. Yes. I want to talk about a movie I saw last week. All right. Called The Kid. The Kid. Now, anybody that loves the old West, probably as soon as I said that, an image popped into their mind. Mm -hmm. Billy the Kid.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Well, guess what?
1: It's not Billy the Kid.
2: It's a kid and Billy the Kid. Well. And the kid is, his part is. truly a kid. He is truly (laughs) a kid. And (laughs) I'll tell you what, the movie is very impressive, very enjoyable. Wardrobe was great. They they shot it well. Good script. Uh, The young fellow playing Billy the Kid. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, it was darn good casting. The minute you see him he, he kind of looks like Leonardo uh, DiCaprio. Or oh really? Leonard Di- Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo, yeah. Not Da Vinci DiCaprio. Yeah, but but I mean he inhabits Billy the Kid. He does hmm. a great job. And uh, the kid playing the kid, he is a kid and he does he plays kids better than most kids play kids. And Ethan Hello. Ethan Hawke is Pat Garrett and could that be
1: our amigo? Uh, it might be. Okay. It could be. Let me find out here. Caller? It is. Imagine that. Hey, Todd. It is the one and only Todd Roberts. Afternoon, sir. Gentlemen, how you know, are we? We are well. How about you, sir?
4: I am very well. Thank you. Very well.
1: Well, you know, Todd, and we...
4: I'm so glad to be with you.
2: We were about to uh, to revoke your parking pass. We hadn't heard from you in so long. But now that you're back, you're well, safe. Bunker, you can still park.
4: Bunker, you're, you're not allowed to act like my ex-wife when you're wearing that hat.
1: I know. Isn't that a great hat? I'm glad my sound was turned down. I couldn't hear after that. He's, he's a, he just he loves your hat.
2: Hey, not everybody wears a Guernsey cow
3: for a hat.
1: i tell you what, man. I'm going to milk this it's for all I can. It's not everybody that has the Guernsey cow. <laughs> uh. He's going to milk it for everything he can. Imagine that.
2: <clears throat> well, I'm sure glad you're joining us because you know we have got a great topic, and I know, I know you're an uh, aficionado of Morgan and his work. And uh, let's just jump in on Morgan. Why don't you give us, start us out there, Todd?
4: Well, you know, I will. St- I'll start out where I was going to end, which is. Uh, through my count i've mentioned to harry before my uh alan Gonquin cowboy lunches here in la and um you've got a lot of fellas that come to those stuntmen and you know uh, uh stand-ins beat- and bit part people mm-hmm. and you both would fit right in you know you've got um morgan woodward was a member um and so was uh Hank, I, for, I tremendously am remiss in not remembering Hank's last name, but he was he was in uh, um, Drive, the Steven Spielberg film with Dennis Weaver, mm-hmm. um, and he was in a lot of films. He was also a black belt, and you've got a lot of people like Al Frisch, and mm-hmm. uh, who owns uh, Hollywood Guns and Props, and all sorts of people in and around. Um, you know, you've got two types of cowboys there. You have movie cowboys. Uh, and then you have guys that are, you know, cowboys in their heart, like Jim McDonough, who's an attorney who lives out in, in Toluca Lake and has five horse stalls in his backyard. He's been a lawyer all his life, but as soon as he goes home, he puts on boots and jeans. And this eclectic <laughs> group gets together once a month and we have lunch. And Morgan was there and, and I just, you know, um, from a very early age, he made a tremendous impression on me in the film, uh, um, Cool and Luke, you mm-hmm. know, uh, with those, those yeah, I won't even call them steely eyes, because they were mirrored glasses, and they were beyond steely eyes. They, and uh, the great thing about every time they sh- took a shot of him, you didn't, what was so great is you didn't, in the director, the way he set it up was, you weren't looking at what he was, you were looking at him,
3: mm-hmm. and
4: that expressionless, Uh, A face of his uh, which was like a somewhere between a sphinx and a cobra Mm
3: -hmm. and
4: uh, you know just as sinister as can be Um, and then what you also saw were the reflection in the mirrored sunglasses of whom he was looking at Mm -hmm. which you know was basically either going to be his victim or at least the ill of his ire as it were and You know i just was mesmerized by that film and him in that portrayal of it and as a kid and when i get to first meet him we're at this cowboy one of these cowboy lunches and i'm sitting there and i just i'm looking at him and i'm looking i'm kind of staring at him i'm kind of gawking at him as if he's a beautiful woman and and finally you know um he he starts to notice and he's kind of looking at me a little weird and finally um i said excuse me um Uh, sir but you know you made a film and it was really a big impression on me and i went through a long dissertation longer even than the one that i opened up the show with here (laughs) and he's looking at me with that stone cold look he doesn't have the glasses on but he's got a cowboy hat on and and he's looking at me and totally like the sphinx totally expressionless and when i finally finish you know babbling he looks at me and he goes, "Yep."
2: That's all he said. Well, you yeah, you know it's funny because you know when you think about it, when yeah you know, when they advertised the movie, you know, yeah. like in the lobby cards and some of those things like that, they always had that big close-up of him with with the field workers reflected in the glasses. And I'll tell you, Boss yep. Godfrey was was boss. Mm hmm. Yeah.
4: Yeah. You know, well, Todd, I- and and. and that film has such a, even to this day, has a lasting effect on me. I, I'd look at it almost as a modern-day western in some ways. A um, southern western? Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I think it's just a tremendous film even though it was made in the South. Um, George Kennedy got Best Supporting Actor. Um, and of course, Newman was nominated again as he was seven times until he mm-hmm. finally won it for The Color of Money. I, Even to this day, I think it's just a tremendous film and I think Morgan contributed to it. He had probably less dialogue than uh, one of those shovels that they were using on the on the road crew, but he had a lasting impression.
1: Yeah, he didn't uh, on need
4: the film he, and a well, tremendous you, contribution to it.
1: Yeah, he he didn't need
2: dialogue. You know, it's so funny because the, the two characters right. outside of the, the the main cast is. Morgan Woodward and Strother Martin. Mm-hmm. Well, we well, he got here is a failure to mm-hmm. communicate. Mm-hmm. You know, that's. The, I well, mean, for the next next, just, next you, four you or five years, everybody was saying it. he was
3: at yeah. the
4: at the English language in that mm-hmm. film
3: mm-hmm. because
4: he, he he he. Although he has a Southern accent, and although he uses, he almost every time he's speaking, it's almost like a sermon. He's like a preacher,
3: mm-hmm. a backwoods
4: Baptist preacher, but. He delivers it in in a commanding way that, um, you know, he's got the highest pitched voice. He's got he's the shortest stature in the entire film, yeah. but he runs the show. He runs the show, and there's no doubt that he runs it.
3: He's intimidating. And
4: Morgan's character is just an arm of that authority.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey guys, we're at the uh, point where we got to do the uh, very first break there. And uh, Can you even imagine switching You, back you know, and we're paper, breaking? We're breaking, system. all right. Boy, I'll tell you what, the magic fingers are just playing magic here. They <laughs> never left your hand. They, and they never left the, the hand. Time. So, <laughs> with that, uh, do the break. You know, my, uh, my favorite saying is this ain't CBS. It ain't? It ain't ain't CBS. This is is not cowboy BS. Uh, Well, that it is, but, uh, you know, people always (laughs) want perfection, and uh, that's out the window. All right, we're going to be back with much more here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West right after these very important messages do not go away.
0: The West will be. Tucson Trap and Ski Club is one of the best-kept economic secrets in town. This 900-member group maintains one of the finest shotgun shooting ranges in the country, featuring trap, skeet, five-stand, and sporting clays fields, and hosts national and international events that bring thousands of people and millions of dollars into our community. The Spring Satellite Grand American Tournament alone involves 1,200 participants for 10 days. Learn more about this and their other contributions to our community at TucsonTrapAndSki.com.
1: Tucson Estate Planning, where attorneys Ron, Zach, and Chanel Schmitz design estate plans to keep you out of court.
4: There are so many people who say they do estate planning. What they're doing is
0: they're just picking up forms. It's not a lot different than just going on and getting your own forms and filling them out. That causes a lot of problems. We know what goes to court. We know what problems come up.
1: Zach and Schmitz PLC, estate planning attorneys you can trust. 520-664-3420, tucsonestateplanning.com.
3: You are tuned into
1: V.O.W. Radio
3: V.O.W. Radio Why ever Why ever Brave, courageous And bold Long live his fame And long live his glory And long may his story
1: welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West and welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West Harry Alexander with you along with Bunker de France and on the phone from Los Angeles is our good friend Todd Roberts I played Wyatt Earp because he was in and what a great segue. Thank you. He was in it. Morgan Woodward was, and that's who we're doing today is Morgan Woodward. And by golly, you know, the part of Shotgun Gibbs, for some reason, just enthralled the hell out of me. You're, you're the biggest Shotgun Gibbs fan I know. Uh, probably the only one.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he did 42 of those episodes between 58 and 61. He was on ABC. Ran four seasons.
1: And wh- while you're doing that, I need to let our audience know that uh, okay. we're showing some uh, pics of Morgan Woodward. A couple of them from uh, uh, Wyatt Earp, and some from some other films that he did as well. So go ahead. Is there
2: is there a picture there of him on the porch with the shotgun? Uh, he
1: was on he was on his mule with the okay, shotgun. Okay,
2: because there's that picture. When you look at that picture, you can just see the joy in his face. Oh yeah, a be the being There, it was just an amazing yeah. picture. And uh, One of the interesting things about uh, Wyatt Earp was it was their first adult western on TV. It came on four days before Gunsmoke and two weeks before Cheyenne. Well, It was a a trendsetter.
1: Yeah, it was. And it it was in the top ten for many of those years. I I think it was his voice that just uh, keyed me first off. And Uh, the first time I heard it, I thought, my God, what a pair of. Vocal cords. Well, that's Fort Worth, Texas, for you. Yeah, I reckon who huh? was
2: born, and that's what you heard.
1: And uh, and then, the, as the character came about, uh, that that first meeting between Earp and uh, Gibbs. <laughs> Where it was re- that was really good uh Gibbs almost threatens to blow him away because <laughs> he wants to be quiet he wants a peaceful place to live, he's tired <laughs> of all the humdrum and and yeah. going on the and uh erp is uh he's insisted upon trying to help him, and the <laughs> end result is getting him to be his deputy yeah <laughs> smart move, no kidding. So yeah, and there's a photo. Well, of I, have Chuck
4: him. You, uh, I have to ask you. I have to ask you, Bunker. Uh, talk to us about your time with him on High Chaparral.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I've worked with him on High Chaparral and uh, and in Speed Trap, a modern day movie we made up in Phoenix. And something else, I think I've got it in my notes here. But I I wanted, as long as you mention that, uh, working with him, I've got a a Morgan Woodward story that I think is just delightful. We were up in Phoenix, uh, and every morning before we go out, you know, at the hotel, we would go down and have breakfast. Well, uh, Morgan, myself, uh, Jackie Hummer, who was standing in, uh, we kind of became a a breakfast club. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first morning, (laughs) He, uh, we were ordering breakfast, and he, and he ordered bacon and eggs or whatever. And he says, "Oh, by the way," he says, "Would you have the cook burn the toast just a little bit?" And the waitress looked at him like he was joking. He says, "No, I'm serious." He says, "When I was a kid growing up, my mom just could not make toast, and it was always a little bit burnt." He says, "I acquired a taste for burnt toast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that." Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it. That is good. perfect. Well, you know, as long as we're talking about his, you know, in the early days, he was one of five brothers. Uh, at the age of sixteen, he flew his first plane. He was a in a pilot in World War II, and also in Korea. Uh, in Korea, he flew with the Military Air Transport Command. Uh, he was in later life. He was very well noted as, as an expert on an, antique, antique airplanes. Uh, was people consulted him? He mm-hmm. was kind of, I guess, a leader in that
1: field. Yeah, there was a a photo of him uh, up that showed a uh, him standing next uh, to one of his biplanes that he restored. And, that yeah. he restored and uh, and you know, Todd, I did not know that he had uh, he was living in Paseo Robles when he passed. Um, and you know, we were in Paseo Robles Paso. last year, Paso Paso. Robles. Yes,
4: we were. Yes, we were, and and um, he would come down for the lunches once a month, and you know he'd be there, spick and span, shaved, and he'd have his hat on, and his boots, and he would be looking good. And he, you know, he 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 never had any airs on him or or about him in any way. He was uh, he he was you know there were a lot of guys there who knew him, and and they were always welcome to see him, and he was always happy to see them, and mm-hmm. you know. Um, it was just great to listen to him tell stories because of a lot of these guys um unfortunately, you know, um with them a lot of their stories we we lose and uh and it was great to hear some of those stories by him and about him from some of the other fellows um like Al Fleming and and uh, Phil Spangenberger and Al Frisch and so on.
1: You know, um, you 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 mentioned he, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh now he he seemed to be to be the kind of guy you mentioned he had no airs about him. It, it sounds like he was the kind of guy who was just happy to be working and happy to be doing what he was doing, kind of like a, a Joel. McPray. He loved to work. Kind of like he loved us. to work,
4: And yeah, You kind can of like see us. that by his <laughs> his, his, uh, his 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 by his filmography. He mm-hmm. was constantly working, whereas mm-hmm. a lot of other guys would say, you know, I'm a I'm a movie star or I'm a cowboy star or I'm this or that, I'm a great actor. But he wanted to work, and he worked in television a lot. And, you know, when it really comes down to it, it's about the work. And as uh, the great Stanislavski said, there are no uh, small parts, there are just small actors. Mm -hmm. And I think that Morgan is probably one of the greatest um, examples of that, just as uh, a previous subject uh, uh, a month ago or so that I missed, Paul Fix, another one,
3: Mm -hmm. both
4: Mm -hmm. Perfect examples that there are yeah. no small parts, just small
2: actors. You know, uh, Morgan loved to go to the Western film festivals, and the people at the film festival, like Todd was saying, loved to have him there because he talked to everybody, he smiled, he shook hands, took pictures. Uh, he was never, you know, never too busy to give some time to somebody, and you know, it's it's, it's a great loss to the industry and it's a great loss to the film and fandom
1: mm-hmm. because
2: you know we're losing these guys and they're you know they're
1: they're treasures they really are do you have the IMDB info on him how many uh, films well, he I, did not really
2: I, I, I don't do that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah, that no. much that's uh, why I asked. but you know like one of the interesting things though getting into his his schooling after you know well after high school he worked with the Margo Jones Repertory Theater in 1947 uh, uh this was after the war and but he first acted in Arlington State College and his major uh until he switched over to law was music and drama and he sang he sang with a jazz group he sang with a, sang with a barbershop quartet hmm. uh, quartet he also had a local radio talk show, and he was the host of.
1: I bet he was a period. bass
2: in the uh, well he quartet. Was, and, and the funny thing <laughs> is, when he moved to California, one of his goals was to do to sing opera, and he never, you know, he never he ended. He, well, he ended up in the Great Locomotive Chase, mm-hmm. and never looked back, you know. And that's just that's just part of it, cause, and Todd, you know, Todd, you you can comment on this, but in 1988. He won a Golden Boot Award, which among the cowboy crowd, the Western movie crowd, that's a, that's better than an Academy Award. Ooh.
4: Well, it sure was, and it's a, it's the great Rob Word who put that on, and unfortunately it, it lost steam, and now we have the Silver Spur, but I still think that the Golden Boot was better, and, and you know... He definitely deserved it, and it was that same year of '88 that he did the film Dark Before Dawn.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
4: and he was on. It's also important to remember he was on Dallas for a long time.
3: Yes, he was. And um, and
4: and to be on it to think about this, to be on Dallas in its heyday, which you know was he was on from '80 80, 80 to '87. You had to really have the chops
3: mm-hmm. because.
4: It was the number one show in the world. Um, it was the just to give you the the power of the magnitude of the show to show you how good of an actor he was, and the draw he had in in uh, as an actor. It's the it, at the time in the eighties. It was the number one album. On Israeli radio and German radio, wow! The Dallas song, the theme
3: of Dallas,
4: (laughs) and I know that because my dad was the president of Lorimar, Mm -hmm. and we used to talk about things, and he told me that, Uh, and I was Mm -hmm. like, "You're kidding me! What what are you? uh, 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 Are you saying to me that Dallas (laughs) plays on the 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 theme song for Dallas is on the radio in (laughs) Israel and in and in and in." And in Germany, when you get into a car or you're at home, you play your radio. Like, like I'm listening to the Rolling Stones. And he said, "Yes, it's the number one album selling album in record stores." This was in, in the in the in the mid '80s. And in all, he did 55 episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is a greater. Um, uh, I really don't think there. And he had the same reoccurring character, Punk Anderson. But I don't think you could say that you you you're a good you're not a good actor if you could be on 55 episodes of Dallas in the middle of when it's the biggest show on television they had the, they had their they had their uh, uh their choice of everybody there was yeah. nobody that didn't want to be on Dallas and there were a lot of people who were said no to um
3: yes. and
4: i i just think that it talks about it, and it was in so many other things from Hunter to the A team to the fall guy
3: right.
4: to TJ Hooker to uh, Dukes of Hazard, Scarecrow and Missus King, Knight Rider, Hill Street Blues, Hill Street Blues, another show that didn't Quite need true. you know anybody. It, you know, don't call us, we'll call you. Fantasy well, Island, another show. Yeah. Simon and Simon, Vegas, uh, Enos, um, you know, uh, Misadventures of T- uh, Sheriff Lobo, another show. Sure. It's just yeah. on and on and on how he was able to just keep shall you know when actors talk uh, like the great stanislavski that i mentioned before he always said you know you need to keep your instrument finely tuned your instrument being you yourself mm-hmm. that meant you know your weight down you you know um treat your body right so you you try not to age keep your weight down stay in shape um, get your make sure that you're you're you you're doing some type of aerobic exercise so that you you have the pipes, you have the wind, keep your voice intact, stay away from smoke, drink tea, so on. All these different things that he talked about. And I think Morgan is a perfect example of that because he's a guy that, from start to finish, he was always ready to work and always delivered a, a first-class performance.
1: One of the other things that uh, other shows that he was in for quite a while, or not quite a while, but for a number of episodes, was the very successful Gunsmoke, and we're going to talk about his uh, times on Gunsmoke after we do these very important messages, so please do stay tuned. We'll be right back after these important messages. (laughs) When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. First, contact the Paul Ash Management Company today at paulashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Paul Ash Management Company, property managers you can trust.
4: Man, this is frustrating. It's taken me like five minutes just to load my homepage.
1: Did
0: you try Control-Alt-Delete? Uh-huh. Did you jiggle the cord? Uh-huh. Did you turn it on and off again? Uh-huh. Call Arizona Computer Guru. Don't let viruses get you down. With our Guru Protection Service, we'll keep you virus-free. In fact, if you were to get a virus, we would fix it for free. Speak to a technician right now at 304-8300 or at azcomputerguru.com.
1: Hello? I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats, but did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right. It's called Horses Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And horse it Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse at Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseataroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org.
0: hear that? Sure the Lord made little green apples we're fixing ourselves a twisty. A what? Twisty. You can tell the way the heats are building up and the way the winds are whistling around out yonder. Did you ever see the wind blow a rooster in a jug? Well I did. Ain't nothing that'll make your innards more squeamy than a first class pure old twisty wheel. What's a twisty? Well, it's a it's a big old stout wind, something like a cyclone.
3: Voices
1: of the and we are back right here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West Saturday afternoon for us. Don't know what day it is for you, but uh, glad you're with us here on the YouTube channel, or on our website at Voices dot net, or on our Facebook, or 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 or, or. in
2: the fu- Sunday funnies,
1: or in the su- yeah no. You a- ever
2: see a chicken in a jug?
1: No, it's a rooster, rooster in a bottle. Rooster, rooster in a jug?
4: Rooster.
1: A a Twisted. I
4: thought he wind. said chicken? Uh, he said rooster. Twi- Twisted. Does make your stomach turn like that? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> well, uh, you, you that, know that, that, that was my segue into. Uh, Morgan Woodward's appearances on Gunsmoke. Yes, and what a segue it was. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, you know what? It's 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 good too because yesterday we were talking about, yes. you know, because some of the some of the sites and some of the books they they give him the credit of being the most guest shots on there, and but he wasn't. But he wasn't. It's in dispute. Mm-hmm. The, the, some of the books say nineteen. Uh, Harry pointed out it was seventeen, and in my research, I'm looking through there, and I had this thing, and he, seventeen characters that he played, right, not nineteen. I got right. the names of every one of them right, right here before me. Well,
1: and they they say that his his was the most appearances of a guest star, and and uh, my information comes from the uh, Gunsmoke dot uh, net website. It's a big time fan website, and uh, Morgan Woodward appeared in seventeen of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shug, what was his last Shug name? Shug Fisher. Shug Fisher appeared in uh, uh, 18 of them, and Victor French, your friend, my was old, in 19 of them. My old landlord, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that that who and, and it's all started. I wondered one time. Uh, how, I'd seen Claude Akins in a Gunsmoke. I thought, man, that's a hardworking man. <clears throat> and I Clark looked it up and hard. thought he had uh, the the number. Uh, he or Denver Pyle, but no. Uh, Victor French. Well, you know, we mentioned, I mentioned earlier how uh, that one show was the
2: Bonanza was the number two. Uh-huh. Well, no, not, but, uh, but Gunsmoke was the longest running Western on TV. That's right. And, you know, uh, That's there, right. was, there was. A, it started out as a radio and TV series created by Norman McDonald and as the direct, uh, director of it, and John Meston. And, you know, you've heard me a hundred times talk about John Meston, mm-hmm. all of the scripts he wrote, mm-hmm. and I never realized, no wonder, he was, the, he was one of the creators, mm-hmm. because you watch the early half-hour black and whites, and that's some of the very okay. best Westerns ever done on TV.
1: Yeah, I have a, a DVD collection of seasons one through four uh, of Gunsmoke, and, and they are just great. Uh, yeah, I've seen them before, but you know they're always good to rewatch. You can never see too, there, there never I too think many so, of them, you know, because there's always something new that you see well, you, in you the know, series.
2: Think about this: well. you know, we 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 talk about the ballot at Buster Scruggs a lot, and mm-hmm. and the irony, in that those half-hour uh, gunsmokes were pure uh, bread heart and a ton of irony, especially the the tag mm-hmm. of each episode. Mm-hmm.
1: You were going to say, Todd.
4: I was going to say that you can. You also can't forget Wagon Train. He was on Hell there yeah. twelve times.
1: Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, 12, he, yeah.
4: he, he, he. And of course, uh, Wyatt Earp. You know, he was on so many shows that had the pick of the litter. They could have anybody they wanted, and they kept coming back to him three times on the Virginian. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, High Chaparral three mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Um, Bonanza, of course, um, so many eight times. This is a guy that had, you know, uh, as um, as mayor and both uh, uh, Thalberg said, you know, why, why there's the mystery of the camera and the camera likes some people
3: mm-hmm. and
4: it doesn't like other people, um, and, you know, and to some women the camera makes love to them, <laughs> uh, and, and, I and I think too. in the case of of, of Morgan,
3: yeah.
4: he just he literally eclipsed the camera he took whenever he's in a scene he is what you're looking at he's he -hmm. he completely overtakes the scene and 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 we all know he doesn't have a lot of dialogue even though he was more than articulate Mm -hmm. and had a great voice and great pipes and could speak properly and everything else but he had a he had a presence that that was almost entered the room before he did
2: Kind of and like uh,
4: that's that's a true talent.
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, you mentioned wagon train. On that one, he definitely has the record for most guest spots. Twelve. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's that's good. You're an interesting little thing. I don't. You may know this, Todd, but his uncle, Doctor uh, S.A. Woodward, uh, well, back way back in San Angelo, Texas, he delivered a boy baby to this family. And they were so appreciative, and they didn't have a name for the boy, so they named the boy after after Dr. Woodward. His name was Woodward Ritter. Now, the obvious thing is, that sounds like... Which Ritter? Tex Ritter. <laughs> His uncle delivered Tex Ritter. Be darned. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it is. His other uncle was a yeah, doctor it cool. as well.
4: It, it's also cool. He also, you know, there's a the thing about Morgan... In, not a lot of people know this, but you don't think about it. Just the way they set up shots, um, he was six three. Yeah, he was tall, and um, you know, usually they play that up. But in his case, you don't get that. I mean, just think about it. He was just one inch tall shorter than John Wayne, mm-hmm. and there's no way you would bet. That they, that he was much taller than, you know, Robert Mitchum, who was basically five eleven and a half,
1: and he was up there with Jim Arness. Because of the way they they, they
4: they they the yeah. way they set the shots up and the way they they framed them.
1: Well, um, you and
4: Brian, Brian, what now?
1: I was going to say, Hugh O'Brien wasn't that tall of a figure, and uh, it, frequently you would see him looking up to shotgun. <laughs> well, you know, it's,
2: it's kind of like yeah. Alan Ladd and Sophia Loren. Yeah,
1: yeah, you right. <laughs> yes, but yeah. Sophia and Loren, it's also you're just concentrating he, on two he, things. Uh, <laughs> uh, in
4: 2009, he became an inductee into the Great <laughs> Hall of Great Western Performers at the National Cowboy Hall of Fame mm-hmm. and Western Heritage Museum. Um and, you know, he was respected by all of the people he worked with, um, from, you know, you O'Brien to James Arnass to um, uh, um, James McIntyre, who replaced Ward Bond on mm-hmm. Wagon Train, to yeah. all the rest of them. And we also can't forget just, just to show uh, his, his variety of as an actor, as a talent, of course, he was Simon Van Gelder on Star Trek. Yep. So you know, back in sixty six and uh and it, and it, there it is and I, I couldn't I can't I couldn't phrase it and I didn't want to say it wrongly or incorrectly, but his character's nickname uh that came out of Cool Hanlook was the man with no eyes. Mm-hmm. Is that was what he was known as. Um mm-hmm he he was just a a tremendous talent and uh, and the real the real deal i mean you know he 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 he, he flew he flew airplanes in the war and uh the, you know this is in and in korea by the way and he was you know he he was the real deal and he wasn't uh he wasn't a poser like we come across so often these days
2: well, you know also the, the same year that he won the golden boot award he also got the gold lariat award from the National Western Film Fest. Mm-hmm. And oh this is this is a thing I was going to mention earlier when you were talking about the music from Dallas. He recorded a uh, a record Heartbreak City and the, on the backside and encouraging words. So he got to do his music. There you go. You know, which is great. And Newsweek Named him one of the six most wanted bad guys on TV. Yeah, you know which is that's 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 a good uh, honor. Yeah. yeah. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what? Let's talk about something. You you you're talking about his versatility. There's two episodes of a series that he's almost synonymous with the series. And it's an iconic series, Star Trek. Yeah, he did. He did Dagger of the Mind and the Omega Glory, but Dagger of the Mind is where he is this uh, co-director of a planet that's for the criminally insane, mm-hmm. and his madness that he portrays in that was so so stunning. In fact, that Starlog magazine did an article on him, and it was called uh, what was it called here? I got it here somewhere. Oh, Morgan Woodward, keeping sane. <laughs> and but you know, it's, it's so funny because from what I've talked to people, they say when you know when when he would go because he would go to the Star Trek uh, Trek events,
1: mm-hmm. and he
2: was one of the most popular
1: people sure. there. Guys, we got to do. <clears throat> pardon me, we got to do that uh, last. Commercial break here, so do stand by and uh, do uh, pay attention because we got some great sponsors here and we'd like you to uh, patronize them, of course. Whoops, uh, we don't need that one. Get out of there. <laughs> fingers are going flying all over the place, man. It's crazy like, fingers. Crazy fingers. Get it. Put those things away somewhere. Anyway, we'll be right back with much more of Abel Franzi's Voices of the West right after these very important messages.
0: 777
1: have you tried to set up your own last will and testament? It's frustrating. One size does not fit all.
4: A will is the only way in Arizona that you can name a guardian for your minor children. You can also use a will to name a guardian for an adult. I like to think of it as not just a way to make sure things go to who you want. A will is a great way to keep out who you don't want.
1: Zach and Schmidt's PLC. The experience to guide you through the legal maze. 520-664-3420. Tucson
0: Estateplanning.com.
2: Old-time Western radio shows, every Saturday at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, only on V.O.W. Radio.
0: Welcome back to Emil Franzing's
3: Voices of the West.
4: Guns, bolts. Starring James Arness as Matt Dillon.
1: And we are back right here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, Saturday afternoon for us. And uh, hopefully it's a good day, night, or whatever time it happens to be for you.
2: It's whatever day you want to... Go Go ahead, Todd. It's interesting,
4: in the heyday of Morgan's popularity when he was working so much, there was an article in Newsweek magazine on Screen Heavies, entitled The Dirty Half Dozen. So (laughs) this would be Past 1968, obviously, because the mm-hmm. film was in 68 with Lee mm-hmm. Marvin. And Morgan was named as one of the six most wanted bad guys in television and in motion pictures. And I think <laughs> that that just points to his, shall I say, reverse popularity.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
4: they always wanted him to come in and play the heavy.
1: And yep. he did. he did that very well. What's, I guess to be a heavy, you gotta you got to have that voice. To well, you can sure. be squeaky-voiced. Yeah, I imagine you could be, but... Peter Murray, well, you know, but, you know, you yeah. always have somebody to well, take have, things. Well, you could. Don't
4: forget Strother Martin. Well, But Strother I think Martin. it's also a poor Peter Lorre. Yep. But let's not forget, though, Morgan, before... He didn't have to open his mouth. No. It's those eyes well, and, it's that and that white rosy. hair yeah. and that chiseled face.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, well, you that, know... That, that,
3: Let's talk about some of the
4: westerns.
2: The yeah, let's talk about some of the westerns because this is Western Saturday. Yes, it is. And he, his first picture was the Great Locomotive Chase, mm-hmm. a fine Disney film. I remember seeing that around fifty-five, fifty-six, whenever it was. And you know, Disney could make some pretty good family westerns, and that was one of the best. You know, he in uh, in fifty-seven, he worked with Joel McCrea on Gunsight Ridge, mm-hmm. and. They shot that out at uh, Old Tucson, mm-hmm. Patagonia, down at Senoida on the Empire Ranch, and then, of course, the Conejo Ranch and the Bell Ranch out in California. He did Gunhawk, Hawk, uh, Roy Calhoun, Rod Cameron. He did a, a little piece called The Devil's Bedroom. And it, this is, oh, this I love this one. The Lucy Show in 1966, him... John Wayne and he played the part of Pierce a Cowboy. But you know, again, like you say, not anybody could get on the Lucy show. Yeah. That was that may have been one of the hardest shows to get on for, mm-hmm. for actors. And yeah. it's him and Wayne.
4: Another and show and Wayne. that had the pick of the litter. Yes. They could you know, everybody wanted to go there, including Dean Martin, uh, and John Wayne, of course, and, and yeah. so many others. It's uh, it's funny, he was also in the sword of Alibaba as captain of the guard.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
4: um, he just he had a he had a he had a staying power which was unlike uh very few. There were very few that could compete with him. Paul Fix, I think, Struther Martin is another, Jack Elam's another. Um mm-hmm. that you know, Denver Pyle that could really yeah, hang know. in there and mm-hmm. just keep working and be so versatile.
1: Yeah, all the Johns, Daner, and Anderson, <laughs> yeah. John, yeah. Big John and Big John, Little John. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know he also did. He also,
4: th- I not forget, he was in Fire Creek, that mm-hmm, we, the mm-hmm. film that we like so much here on the show. Yes. Back in uh, '68 with uh, Henry Fonda, and Jimmy Stewart.
2: Mm-hmm. They had a great cast in there too. You know, I was one of Chad Everett's first pictures. And Everett could hold his own with those guys, you which know, was impressive. He,
1: he is surprisingly good as a cowboy.
2: Yeah. You know, this is one I want to uh, talk about because I did a bunch of them. He did a, a Death Valley Days episode, Hugh Glass Meets the Bear. Uh, and uh, he did. He played uh, Fitzpatrick and John Alderson, a fine English actor that made a, made a career out of playing cowboys mm. on TV. Mm-hmm. And but it, and Victor French was in that, Tris Coffin. You know, again, you know, and we we talk about Death Valley Days all the time. That it was a great series for guys on the way up, guys on the way down. Yeah, and just it was a good job. You know, it was a great fun to work on. I always loved working on Death Valley Days. You know, he did Gunpoint uh, with Audie Murphy, uh, Far Out West. Death of a Gunfighter with Richard Widmark, who, which is, I think, a yep, very, Lena very controversial Horn. and mm-hmm. an underrated film.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, and the other thing about that film that's so funny is the uh, the, the the director is Alan Smithy. Yes, is, is titled as Alan Smithy, but really it's not. Don no. Siegel started it, the great Don Siegel, who was who was uh, um, Clint Eastwood's mentor as a director and mm-hmm. directed. So many great films, uh, including Dirty Harry. Um, and then Robert Totten came in
3: Totten.
4: to finish it. But uh, the funny thing is is that there, neither one of them got the ca- credit Alan Smithy did. Alan, uh, Carol O'Connor is also in uh, Death of a Gunfighter.
2: Well, you, know, you got Harry Carey Jr., John Saxon, Lena Horne, Carol O'Connor. I mean, the list just goes on. And one of the interesting points is initially that was made as a TV movie. And they saw the potential of it, and uh, ended up releasing it as a feature,
3: mm-hmm. which is,
2: you know, and the and Smithy is kind of a tradition for directors that don't want their name on the picture. Mm-hmm. And right, I think I think well, uh, it also had and Royal Sewell's
4: Dano, yeah, uh, John Saxon, and Doug Taylor.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a great Very one. Very well made. Oh. Here's a great one. They shot here in Tucson, uh, Yuma, TV. You know, TV thing with Clint Walker, Barry Sullivan, and that was a good little western. You know, it was. You know, TV westerns. You know, there, sometimes the movies get under undercredited for what the quality of mm-hmm. the shows. And that, that that held its own. It really did. Oh, here's one. Here's a, this is cool, the mystery of the green feather. That was a episode of Heck Ramsey, which was later. Well, actually, it was called the Green Feather Mystery, and then was. It was re-released as a feature, as the History of the Green Feather with the great actor Richard Boone, one of my Mm -hmm. all-time favorites. One Little Indian, another Disney thing with uh, James Garner and a camel and a little Indian boy. How can you go wrong? Well, it
4: was also in The (laughs) Wild Country, which was a Disney film. Yes. yes. uh, 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 With uh, Steve Forrest and Vera Miles, Ron Howard. Uh, It's a well-made film. Um, Yeah. You know... And, again, you know, uh, it had Clint Howard and uh, Dub Taylor, Jack Elam, Frank Decova. Um And the funny thing is, is that, again, here is a uh, Disney, an outfit that has the pick of the litter, and they go off and they find Morgan again. He, mm-hmm. he, the work always found him.
1: I don't think he was in a movie or, or program television show that was a stinker. Well, you know, I
2: can't think of anything that I've ever saw him in yeah.
1: that w- the show was good, yeah.
2: and he was always good, and you know, that's a lot of great actors have done movies where they were good, but the movie just totally sucked. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think I never saw him in anything that totally sucked.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, running,
2: you
3: know, no, in,
4: including Running Wild.
3: I was just going to uh, mention that Boyd
4: Bridges and Dina Merrill and Pat Hingle. Yeah. And uh, you know R.G. Armstrong and R. Roland. Gilbert Kennedy. Roland.
3: Yeah,
4: he, you know, they. If you notice, he's always surround. He's always in and amongst a cast of really high quality actors. It's
3: like you know, there's no there's,
4: actors. there's no, there's no, there's no two bit um, yeah. actors in any of these things. They all, they because. You know, if you have one in the in the, in and amongst a group like that, they're really going to stand out and show their weaknesses. Exactly, and uh, I think that's another great uh, compliment to Morgan.
1: Guys, we are out of time. Oh. I know we could continue on oh. and continue on, but uh, we're just plumb out of time right now. So, uh, well, Todd, thank you for joining us thank this afternoon. Most appreciate you for
4: having me, gentlemen. Uh, it was so good to be with you again. It's yeah. been too long.
1: Uh I
4: just I I sometimes find myself uh uh allowing myself to become overwhelmed and not uh not focus on the things that are mostly important, which to me is doing this show with you both. So well, thank work, you again.
1: Work is getting in your way of doing things, isn't it? Where
4: well it? uh work and um and and a few other things as yeah. well.
1: Yeah.
4: Um but uh you know, hopefully we'll have some uh We'll have some fruit from that tree, Harry, All and right.
0: we'll uh, and, yeah.
4: and then you know hopefully uh, we're going to go off and uh, do some of our uh, our uh, surprise things that we're going to do for yes. the show. Yes,
1: it's, uh, it's in the plan Bunker. You're not
4: allowed to duck out this time. Uh, you you yeah. know you're going to you know, have I... to you're going to have to belly up to the bar, my friend. No, okay, well this pains you to go have fun with your pals <laughs>
2: I don't know how to have fun. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, you know, I just want to leave a parting thought with you. You know, we've been sending out St. Bernard after St. Bernard with a keg of brandy around his neck. Mm-hmm. They keep coming back with the empty kegs. Did they find you?
4: <laughs> well, you know, that's a funny thing. That's uh-huh. a funny thing there, uh, uh, Bunker. Because, you know, um, uh, the uh, you know, I don't remember. <laughs> and that, they that, found could, you then. <laughs> that could be because of the brandy's so good yep. or uh you know, the the dog has got good stories.
2: There I don't one. know which. Did you did you wake up with slobber things
1: on your face?
4: <laughs> Bunker, this is a family show.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, hey guys that that's all the time we have. <laughs> Todd, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Most appreciated. And, uh, of course, we will have you back whenever you are available. So that's it for this edition of Abel Francie's Voices of the West. Thank you. Uh, Do come back and join us uh, next uh, Saturday. I have no idea what we're going to do. It'll be good, whatever it is. Whatever it is, it'll be good. It may be silly, it may be serious, but it'll be there. See, and it'll always be good. So that's it. Yummy. Yummy.